welcome to Talk of Tumwa, the production of Greater Tumwa Partners in Progress. On this podcast, we'll talk about the local businesses in Tumwa to give you the backstory to their success. We'll also talk about the economic initiatives that are driving the progress of the community. And we'll talk about the issues that the community faces and much more. So stick around and let's talk of Tumwa. Welcome to another episode of Talk Atumwa. As you may know that we are in the middle of a mental health awareness series, and uh, we've had a couple of great guests on so far, and today we have yet another fantastic guest. Her name is Colby Streeby. She is the Youth Counselor for American Home Finding, working through OHS. Welcome to the program, Colby. Thank you. Just to get us started, can you just give us a little bit of a a rundown of what your role is with American Home Finding and and how that plays into the mental health system with the children here in Wapalo County? Yeah, so like you said, I work at uh, Tumwa High School, and this is starting my sixth year being up there, and I have kind of evolved this role, I guess, since the first year that I was there. I have a classroom that's located in the Votech building. Uh, the Votech is an addition that's attached to a Tumwa High School. I kind of like being over there because it's a little bit more private. And, um, you know, when students do come over to see me, they have privacy and not everyone knows that they're coming over there. Um, but again, my role is youth counselor there. Um, when I first started this position, my title was mental health counselor. And when I would have a referral for a new student and they said that they needed to go see the mental health counselor, uh, there was automatically red flags and there's a stigma behind mental health. And so um, we just kind of changed my title to youth counselor because that seemed a little more easy flowing and um, less scary for students. Um, Students can self-refer, a friend can refer them, a teacher, a parent, People in the community can reach out to me and say that they're they're worried about a student at, at OHS. So uh, lots of different ways that students can contact me and come in to see me. Okay. You mentioned the stigma around mental health, which really is a great segue. We have noticed over the last probably decade, um, not only in a tumble, but nationwide, uh, mental health has become increasingly large talking point, especially as it pertains to children. And yet we still hear that there's a stigma attached to it. So could you go a little bit into really the background and what you have seen throughout your career and how it's being brought to the forefront and then how that stigma is still attached to the issue of mental health? Yeah, so I think one of the main stigma points, um, not just at OHS, but in in Atumwa and, you know, maybe nationwide, um, there's a big culture difference with um, different individuals. You know, they, they just don't talk about stuff like that, you know. And so I think that is something that students at OHS are really trying to bring to light and make that it's okay to talk about it. Another one is just the generational gap. Younger people, it's becoming easier for them to talk about mental health, but I I have seen kind of a divide with the the older generation. You know, that's just something you don't talk about. That's something that you just deal with on your own, you deal with in private. Um, But I do think that, that the younger students are making that okay to talk about. And hopefully, you know, once they 
graduate and go off to college and get married and start having children of their own, that they're going to automatically talk to their kids about that. And hopefully maybe one day there won't be as huge a stigma for mental health. Obviously, the comfort in being able to talk about it really is probably one of the major drivers to bring in the issue of mental health to light. But have you noticed a change in the causation over over the last few years, like an issue of acceptance? Or is it additional family stressors that didn't formerly exist either financially or socially or whatever. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of reasons why why youth is is stressed out or you know having mental health concerns. Um, I I always think back so the Atoma schools their logo is be the best which I think is an amazing logo for a school system but I think sometimes that trickles down to our students too you know and your best one day might not be your best the next day or someone else's best isn't going to be your best you know so just kind of having that knowledge that you know every day is not going to be a good day and you're going to just do the best you can every day which sometimes getting out of bed and coming to school is the best that they can do you know and I think another thing is just teachers and adults that work with our students you know they're, they're going through a lot you know so you might see them slacking off or taking a nap in class, you know, and I'm not saying this is the case all the time, but a lot of times, you know, they've they've got some things that are going on in their life and we need to be aware of that and go easy on them. Which is clearly different from like when I grew up where you suck it up, buttercup. Right. (laughs) Um, This is, this is the way it is. And you either need to be your best or you're not your best. There, there was really no middle ground. So it's nice that kids are being told that you know your best today might not be your best tomorrow so that's that's good and I think as adults we need to know that too you know I mean every day though it's difficult it is hard it is hard (laughs) bringing the kids up with that mentality is really a good thing I think how have you seen the shift in the willingness for the kids themselves to talk I mean has that gotten better you say you know that the kids themselves are coming down and doing self-referrals or the students are referring other students have you seen that transition yeah it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because this last school year I started keeping track of a lot more data and I noticed that I see more 11th and 12th graders than Mm -hmm. I do 9th and 10th graders and I my, my hypothesis for that is that they're new to the school they don't know maybe that I'm there um but as they go throughout their school year at OHS, they know about me and, and they're more willing to come down. Um, another thing, when a, a friend will refer them, that friend will come with them and kind of ease in that transition, That's you know, awesome. so they're not doing this by themselves. So, hmm. um, and, and I will say I've had a couple that I've called down um, because they were referred to me, you know, and they were very adamant about they didn't want to be there and they didn't need to talk to me, they don't need me. Um, but then a couple of weeks later, they come back on their own, you know. So it's not something that if they're referred to me, I'm going to make them meet with me. I want that to be their choice and, and do it on their own terms. You want it to be somewhat organic. That sure. way it's actually a productive conversation. Right, right. I think I understood you correctly when you first began talking uh, a, a cultural difference. Do you see a harder line with the uh, lines of communication between like the the Latino students or the Caucasian students. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously see more Caucasian students than than other um, races, um, and I think the Marshallese um, community they're probably the least 
um, seen students that I see at OHS. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think that's the cultural thing. Um, I know at the end of last year when I spoke to students about the things that they want to do this next school year, that was, that was a big one. You know, how do we get the word out and how do we in, involve other cultures into um, the work we're doing behind mental health? Have you seen much of a breakthrough at all in, in removing some of those barriers for them? I mean, is there, is it, um, is it truly like a, a cultural trust issue, or is it a language barrier, or maybe some of all of that? Yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know the answer to that to be honest. Um, okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm sure one of these days somebody will figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So what do you suspect some of the the more current issues are with the students? I mean, obviously, um, we we have seen, you know, some of the, the socioeconomic issues that have been plaguing not just children, but everybody over the last three, four years with the economy in flux, with the COVID and the isolation and, and all of that. But um, in one of the prior uh, conversations in this series, we we talked about some of the longer generational issues that we've had that have that have had a, a negative impact on uh, the mental health of again not only the the teenagers but um, the adults in this community. Do you see any of that still being an issue now, or or is it a new set of issues? I would say to an extent that's probably always going to be an issue for us. Um, a lot of the things I see at OHS are students that have to get a job to help financially with their family. You know. Um, so they may be, you know, going to school all day, they get off school, they're going to work at night. Some of them get back up again and work in the morning and stock shelves at the grocery stores. Um, a lot of them might even be watching younger siblings. Um, so there's, you know, a lot of pressure on them to help with the household duties, I guess, if you will. Um, another one, another big one, and I think this is probably true throughout the beginning of time is relationships, you know, mm-hmm. just, um, you know, you, you find that person that you're just madly in love with one day and then the next day you're not. And, you know, that, that that's hard. How's that joke go? This is your sixth <laughs> world in a month. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like a parent in a way after, you know, the same student will come back several times and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, come on now, <laughs> you know, but, but I need to be there for them because, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's real life to them. And this is, this is what's haunting them today, you know, and so what can I do to, to support them? Hmm. Do you think that that's a hard line for those students to, to reconcile when, you know, they have that support and the direction at the school, but yet they're still going home at night and having to continue to uh, live in that environment that's causing a little bit of toxicity mentally. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know when we, you know, when COVID ended the world that year, we went on spring break and we never came back. And, you know, to know that those students had to go home to that and be part of that for several months without a break at school or that support system. I mean, that just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were some students that I, I was able to get a hold of, you know, via social media or maybe um, the school used to have a, an app called Remind, you know, and I could, I could reach out to students on that. But I did have a few that just kind of fell off the edge of the earth and I didn't know how to reach them. Um, I remember one day I, I actually called 
DHS. And I said, you know, I don't have anything to report, but I am really worried about the student. I can't get a hold of them. And, you know, I'm sure they, I don't, I don't know what they did in, in the end, but it just made me feel better to know that I was trying to get someone else to watch out for them because I couldn't do that on my end. So yeah, that was hard. Do you see any residual effects three years down the road or two years, however long it's been at this point? Time kind of messed with me through COVID. Right. Obviously, (laughs) doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Um, Do you see any residual effects with some of these students uh, because of what happened with COVID? You know, I personally, no. And, And I kind of think in a way COVID was a good thing for mental health just because no you're gonna have to explain yes this yes <laughs> and, and I'm saying that because there were so many um different um apps that came out and so many different online chat rooms that came out you know so this was something that just because you're at home um stuck during COVID you know we still have help for you and and those things have stayed and those things are keep keep evolving um because we do have a lot of students that it's hard for them to talk face to face with someone but if they can text someone or email someone or be in a chat room with someone that's a little easier for them um I, i think the chat rooms and the online um counseling has also helped families and parents you know they don't have to take time off work to go and get their child from school, the child misses school, you know, this is something that they can do on their own time in the evening at home on the weekend. So that's, that, that's what I'm saying. I think that was a good, a good part of COVID. Okay. Um, but yes, obviously there's a lot of downsides too, but, but I, th- I think that that was something that good that came out of it. Part of this series has been kids taking charge in their mental health and in some cases forging the way for the students that are coming in from behind Um, and you know we've heard of a a couple of really good stories of that to this point in connection you know not only with uh, the Legacy Foundation Youth Leadership Academy but just from the school uh, the schools themselves um, what do you see as some examples of the, the kids taking charge of their future and, and making things happen? Yeah, so this is going to be my favorite part because I get to brag on my amazing students. So three years ago, I was looking to start some type of support group or um, community outreach group surrounding mental health. And because there were several students that I was seeing, and I knew that they would be a good person to connect with another student, but I would never do that because of HIPAA violation, and I would never do that because I wouldn't want to add a student. So I started this group called Stomp Out Stigma, which was kind of, um, it was it was under the umbrella of Please Pass the Love out of Des Moines, okay. who, who has since, um, they went out of business this summer, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, Stomp Out Stigma was basically a group that I could invite all my students to be a part of. And it's, it's just what the name says, we're trying to stomp out the stigma behind mental health. And so... Um, some of the things that they have done at the high school, um, two years ago, they applied for a legacy grant and they made a really, really super amazing mental health video, um, that I can share with you and and maybe you can get that out to the listeners. Um, and also with that grant money, they put out resources in all of the bathroom stalls at OHS. Um, a lot of times our students, when they're having a really bad day and they don't know where to go, they go to the bathroom and they lock themselves in the bathroom stall because it's 
it's confidential. Almost like we're going to work or something. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I know a lot of people are like, ooh, gross, why are they going to the bathroom? But it's safe for them. You know, it's it's a small area. They can shut the door and it's just them, you know. Um, so having those resources in the individual bathroom stalls was something that the students really, really wanted to do. Um, for the last three years, they have done a mental wellness expo down at the career campus. And that is always a day with local and state resources regarding mental health or mental wellness. Um, they did activities for, for little kids. And this last year, they did a succulent workshop. Um, sometimes playing in the dirt is good for your mental health. Okay, I was just wondering <laughs> if that was the road that you were going yeah, So So every year, they're kind of adding to that, um, adding more activities to their mental wellness expo. Um, this last school year was probably the biggest year that they've done things yet. Uh, again, they applied for a legacy grant. This year, they also included Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont School and Cardinal. And with that grant, we got funds to take students from all three schools to um, Day on the Hill in Des Moines. And that was put on by NAMI, which is National Alliance um, for Mental Illness. Uh, in the morning, we did a training on how to talk to lawmakers, and in the afternoon, we actually got to go to the Capitol and, and talk to lawmakers and tell them what they want to be, to, what laws they want to be passed, and which I thought was really amazing. Um, so that was really fun to include the other schools in Wapolo County, too. And I will tell you, Miss Abby Yeager, who is on one of the other podcasts, uh, that was one of her favorite parts of, awesome. of the yeah. program was going up and being able to go through that process. So yeah. um, it, it clearly was impactful. Yeah, for it was it was pretty amazing. Um, we also have another organization here in Ottumwa called Be the Light. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of brought on by Resilient Communities, and it's all about mental health and suicide um, awareness. And so they had their first... Um, suicide walk last last year and so my students actually designed their logo for Be The Light which was pretty cool and they had a booth during the event with giving out um, information about Stomp Out Sigma at OHS um, another really amazing thing that the students did this year I was able to do this with 10 students they did a mental health teen mental health first aid training and that was put on by AEA um, here in Atemwa, and it was a um, three, three and a half hour trainings that they did. Um, and they, with that training, they taught them what to do if someone is in a mental health crisis, how to take care of your friend, how to take care of your family, how to find help for them. And students were certified at the end of that. They had to take a test, and they'll, that will be good for three years for them. Um, so that is something that I'm hoping to do every year and have more students be involved in that. So as students graduate, we'll still have students there at OHS that are trained in the mental health first aid. Um, so they're kind of like mental health ambassadors for, for a Temple High School, which I think is super empowering. Um, with that training, they were asked to identify staff at OHS that would be a good person to go to if they were in in a time of need. And that doesn't have to be necessarily mental health. That can be any any aspect that a, that a student would need to talk to an adult. So they, um, they recognize those teachers and staff. 
Um, they gave them the suicide prevention ribbon sticker, which is teal and purple. And those staff members placed that on their nameplate outside of their classroom. Okay. So as students are walking down the hallway, they can see that and say, oh, that, that person's a good person. I can go to them. Um, and those students also made little resource baskets for all of those staff members that were identified. So that has different local resources, statewide resources, as well as some fidgets that they can give to students if they need to. So they, I, I can't even speak enough about the amazing things that, that my students are doing. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you're down in the dumps and not feeling so hot, making a difference and giving back to your community really helps bring you out of that and making change and knowing that just because they're going through this, hopefully our future generation won't have to. You know, for more than just mental health, that is a sound clip worth keeping. Um, I think that more people need to hear that one sentence that you just said. Um, That's perfect, actually. Let me ask you, um, you're talking a lot about the high schoolers, and that's fantastic. Looking at, um, for example, the Iowa Youth Study that is, uh, and I'm I'm blanking on who actually puts it together every year, but it looks at a lot of the the introductions to um, various things uh, with children. And for example, uh, the substance abuse piece, um, which is either a result or a trigger to mental health, starts a little bit before, um, if memory serves me correctly, statewide, it's an average of sixth to eighth grade where that's happening. Um, with the the mental health services and things that you're you're doing at the high school right now is there any conversation about drilling that down to the middle school level at some point or is it even is it already there yeah um I had a couple students that actually went over to Evans middle school last year and we set up a booth during their lunchtime and that specific time was talking about bullying Um, but we did have a lot of younger students that came up and and were interested and and my students were talking about the things that we're doing at OHS and they seemed very interested about potentially doing that at Evans Middle School so absolutely I think if that is something that Evans Middle School or or even Liberty now that that I believe sixth grade Mm -hmm. is going over there um, I, I definitely think that that would be something that that could be implemented over there for sure. What do you see the future looking like for mental health awareness and um, the action by you know the school district, by the students themselves, by the community? What what's the future look like for that from your eyes? Well, I guess my my hope and my dream for that would be you know the, the younger we can start talking to our youth about mental health not only talking to them about it, but also letting them know that it's okay and it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to go through this stuff. You know, my hope is that once they're adults and have their own children, hopefully this won't even be a concern anymore. So that's my hope. How can the community help? I think just keeping an eye out, you know, not not only for youth, but just anybody that, that that seems different or, you know, that needs, needs some a helping hand, um, you know, just being that support person. Um, it's hard, you know, you might not have all the answers and you might not know what to do for them, but at least telling them that you're going to go through this with them and you're going to stick by them until they find someone that can give them those resources. Do you have any final thoughts? 
Um, I just want to thank you for, for doing this series. It's very, um, very much needed in our community. And thank you for letting me brag on my students. <laughs> they deserve yeah, it. They do. They do. All right. Well, thank you again, Colby, for coming in. And stay tuned, everybody, for the next episode of Takatumwa. <laughs>